Oh, yeah, we are on the road, man. On the road again. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. My name is Graham, and with me today, of course, is the absolutely, most famously, absolutely fantastic Jojo, to whom I say hello, Jojo, hello, hello. How did you? Jojo, we are doing all right. It has been uh, sort of like a, uh, one of the easiest weeks of uh, of 2022, to be honest with you. It was, it was all right. Like, I, I ain't got much of a complaint, but I think it was the fact that we anticipating a long, we anticipated a long weekend <laughs> and all of that. How do you do? Uh, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see I can see that. This yeah. is you yeah. right there. That's, that's... Today I brought me to the table. Well, hey, I can't complain. At least we got that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not even going to play with you. You know, I'm not going to complain about that one. Here you are, Jojo, and that is a good thing, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's a good thing. All right. So this week we are reviewing a series and Apple TV series. And I have to say, Jojo, you kind of like brought this one home because this wasn't one that I was planning on watching, to be honest with you. Yeah. There's a number of reasons why I didn't want to watch this show. And part of it is because I am a great fan of Elizabeth Moss's acting. She is she's a fantastic actress. I've loved her acting since The West Wing. That's how far back I go with, you know, following Elizabeth Moss's acting. But at the same time, you know, I will watch something that she is on. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, there's something about her that kind of creeps me out. And so when she is staring on something where I have to see her consistently, I try to avoid that because literally she's like, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just something about something about her makes me uncomfortable. I don't I, know I, what I, it is. I know. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's kind of undefinable, but there's something very unsettling about her. And as you said, I too am a fan of her acting. I think she's a fantastic actress, but there is something about her that is just like. And I hate to say it this way, but like uncanny valley, like just a, something is just a little bit off and you're just not quite sure what it is, but your brain is like, I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm unsettled. I think this is for me, the biggest problem is the fact that I can't explain it intelligently. Like this, yeah. this is not something, and it sounds stupid. It sounds silly. It's not a question of do I like Elizabeth Moss or no, because it's not a, it's it's not that like I don't know the the lady, so for me to say that whether or not I like her or not, it's, it, that that's that's a bit that's a bit extreme. So it's nothing that she's done or said or anything. It's it's just she is the kind of person that you see, and then you're like. Yo, there's something about this person that I don't, I don't feel quite comfortable with. I think it's something to do with our lizard brain. 
I think there's something with our lizard brain that picks something up with some people and is just like, no. But I think that's why it's so impossible for us to explain it. Right. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, it's, our, it's our lower form of thinking is just like something with them is not right. Yeah, it, it, it could well be, man. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like the reason, that was the reason I had sort of like decided to pass on this show. But then you suggested it. And I did some reading about it, and I was like, "Well, oh, this is this is this is a hell of a show." So maybe I should give it a go, and I did, and I have no regrets. It is an absolutely fantastic show, and I have to say right off the bat that compared to pieces of her, who was the most over-explained. Overly articulated show that I've ever seen. This one right here leaves you scratching your head in the most fantastic ways possible, and it leaves you wanting more. Like this is a show that could go on for twenty years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it it really could. Like there's there's enough to keep you interested without being totally baffled. Yes. But enough to, but so it's like, you know, the point of like, I, I need to, like, it's not at the point where you're like, I, look, I just can't understand this and I give up. It doesn't do that right. to you quite. You do, you do sort of get to that, almost to that point, but then you get fed a little bit more information. You're like, oh, okay, okay, I get it now. It, it's <laughs> almost like, you're right. It's almost like whenever you're about to give up, a, a detail emerges that kind of like puts things, in better perspective for you and you're like okay so I can continue I can follow with this I have more information now and with this information I'm sure it's gonna lead me somewhere <laughs> right uh, right but it is a weird little show and and I will not stop watching it I, I mean of course there's only one episode left because it's been seven episodes and it's an eighth eight episode show like most of uh, Apple TV plus shows are but you know, I can't wait, and I hope there are more seasons to come. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think there will be. Apple TV seems to be pretty generous in in handing out, you know, second seasons and third seasons, which I think is fantastic. And uh, I think they're getting more well known yes. for their series. I think Ted Lasso definitely helped with that, but um, Severance and a few other things, and. Uh, People are realizing, hey, they're actually putting out some quality product. So Yeah, I think Apple TV Plus is going the same route as Amazon Prime in that mm -hmm. we're not going to produce things that the mass is incredibly interested in. We're going to find the things that we think people who are with us like. Mm -hmm. And we are going to feed this to the people that we know that will be with us. It's not a question of let's test this, but rather we we know our demographic and we're going to produce this and we're confident that our demographic will will will, will buy into this. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you can look at Coda too. I mean, right. you know, that's, that's one of their products, which I don't, uh, you know, I, I think pretty much everybody would have passed on that and we would have never gotten to see was a beautiful story and you know it paid off for them obviously by being a critical favorite winning oscars and you know elevating the careers of people who definitely deserved it so um i think apple tv is is making some really good choices right now unlike unlike poor netflix 
which, you know, Blockbuster is back from the grave going, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, I mean, you know, great civilizations, the, the fall of every great civilization starts with the collapsing of the infrastructure. And uh, it sounds something that an architect would, an engineer would say just to, to have job security, but it is true. <laughs> <laughs> it is a demonstrable true over, mm-hmm. you know, the history of mankind. And so, mm-hmm. so I think Netflix is on that road, unfortunately, where they're still the most popular, the, the giant of all, of, of all the streaming platforms. But you can, you can sort of like foresee the demise of Netflix. Uh, yeah, it's not gonna yeah. be pretty. <laughs> no, they've done some really stupid stuff with uh, all their money. So, yeah. so yeah, they they I think they forgot that there's more than <laughs> there's more people out there that are, are that are streaming than than aren't, and the, the, we're sort of an interesting crowd. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, uh, we don't want just the mainstream uh, stuff, you know. Yeah, I mean, Netflix has. We, we want it sometimes, but. <laughs> Of course, I mean we're part of the mainstream. It's not like we're some kind of 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 cult or whatever. But I do think that well, I don't know about you, but <laughs> <laughs> but like what I think is that Netflix has sort of like embraced the "I'm with stupid" mentality, in that people want everything mindlessly and mindlessness above everything else, and entertainment does not have to be that. Entertainment can it, it's not a binary thing. Entertainment can be all of it and not only that. The fact that that's what sells the most shouldn't be what gets the most of your time and and, and your investment because in the end, you're going to have a crowd that is going to start to just look for entertainment elsewhere because what you're offering is to, I don't want to say that, but it's sort of like rubbish. (laughs) Yeah, and and not worth what you're paying for it. Yeah, that's, that's especially when too. every every whim you decide let's up the price, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that was our Netflix Netflix rant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that concludes our rant for this for today. We do that from time to time. Like, <laughs> I have to say, we do that from time to time. And if you don't know us, if you just like boom stumbled upon us. Give us a chance because, you know, the, the good thing, the best is yet to come is just that we, we do this. We go off topic, we go on tangents, but, you know, we eventually come back. And so That's the, the alter definition of, an, of a podcast or, or otherwise listen to a radio station or some shit. Listen to stuff that's scripted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Jojo, before we continue then, you know what's mm-hmm. coming. What did you watch this week or last week, I should say? So I watched two things. I watched, well, started, we started the Obi-Wan Kenobi series and on, on Disney Plus. And I have to say that it is very, very good so far. There's only two episodes out at the moment. But I have to say I thoroughly am enjoying Ian McGregor and his performance as Sir Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> He's he's doing a fantastic job, and the storyline is is turning out to be much more interesting than was advertised. I'm not going to give anything away, but I have to say that if you're expecting this to be just a straightforward 
Luke Skywalker's story. That's not what it is at the moment. So I didn't know any of that going in. Uh, I think they managed to hide that from the press. So uh, I'm impressed by that. And the other thing I watched was movie, which is going to make you laugh, Graham. But I have to say that it was so enjoyable and so dumb, but in the good kind of dumb that I, I really recommend it to all of our viewers. Yeah, that's the face to be making is the the Chip and Dale movie on Disney. Oh, wow. No, <laughs> I'm going to fall off my chair right now. <laughs> <laughs> if you grew up in the era in America in the in that particular time, there are so many cameos and winks and nods and quotes and just stupid stuff. But it's not so stupid it makes you go, oh my God. It's it's so stupid it makes you go, oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe they did that. That kind. Kind of like that so, joke kind of stupid. That joke. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And and I, if you just want to put something on and just like have a beer and not think about how terrible the world is right now, <laughs> I highly recommend it as something to, to do because it's especially if you're if you're of the generation that is going to get the jokes even if you don't get the jokes if you're like younger i think it's going to be funny to you but if you are you're there's you're going to be like there's that there's this there's that there's so many easter eggs i think there's probably a thousand easter eggs in wow. the thing well jojo yeah, i think so. so that was a nice comeback for you after what i told you i was watching so <laughs> I was expecting judgment, but like <laughs> maybe not now, because yeah, you know. No, I don't judge. I don't judge. I don't judge, man. I don't judge. So judge. Graham's been watching some very esoteric NPR um, things that you can only download on um, uh, artisanal cheese. So okay, that's what you've been watching. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm building you up now. No, judge that's... <laughs> No, folks, that's not what I've been watching. So <laughs> I am not going to delve into it, but just so you know, so that it doesn't stay an inside joke. <laughs> I told Jojo before we started the show that I have been, been binge watching season seven. So the last year's season of Love Island UK. And... Um, <laughs> now you said you weren't going to talk about this and then, so you know like I, I i was keeping your secret man i i had to put it out there because again i don't like it when you and i are laughing about something that is an inside joke and, and our our audience doesn't <laughs> know about it so again i'm not going to delve into the whole thing but i hate reality shows i hate like with all my heart i hate reality shows and so when my wife realized that's what I was binge watching. She freaked out. <laughs> and like almost asked, you know, who the fuck are you and what did you do with my husband? <laughs> and I think she freaked out most more when she realized that I was like, Deep, deep, deep into it, like, you know, staying through the night, going to bed at 4 a.m., <laughs> watching that shit. But, I mean, man, it is, like, I, I still hate reality shows. But this one, I'm approaching it from the perspective of a, a serious study into, the, into human behavior. Well, you, you were describing it much the way an anthropologist would explain <laughs> 
their their you know their passion and their their belief in in how things happened. So when we were talking about it earlier, I you you had a very clinical and scientific thought process going around towards it. So I had to come up with that just to justify my my watching. <laughs> That's not that at all, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh my god. <laughs> I was so proud of you, man. You got me good. I had to come up with that because, like, you know, I knew that at, at some point someone who really, really knows me would be questioning that. And, and so I needed an okay. explanation to, okay. to to keep face, to still be one of the smartest people they have ever met and admired, you know, without giving away that sometimes I'd be doing dumb shit. <laughs> Oh, well, well, now you've hurt my feelings because uh, you, you felt like you had to save face with me. And, uh, this... I mean, <laughs> I feel you, Jojo, but damn it. Like, you know, like, um, so to me, it was like the kind of thing that you would think of to say to your mom when you knew that you dated somebody that you would never approve of. And you know that she's going to learn of that. And you're like, so, so here's the thing, mom. She has a good heart. Like, in that I mean, nobody in her family has a heart problem. <laughs> her cholesterol levels are fantastic. <laughs> I mean, we don't need to bring any of that in our families. So, you know. <laughs> so that's 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 the way I thought about it. Like, okay, how do I explain this to my mom? In that, how do I explain this to Jojo? <laughs> anyway, Jojo. <laughs> you know, I I I'm not even gonna get into the whole. I'm I, thinking of me like your mom. I. I... <laughs> Cause that's a whole nother level of I, I I don't know where to tell. Hey, there's people you're scared of. There's people you love. <laughs> there's people that are your both. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so take your pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, God. So let's move oh, on. <laughs> We are reviewing the show Shining Girls and Jojo, you look, man, in the <laughs> almost three years that we've done this podcast, mm -hmm. every time I think it couldn't be more difficult to explain <laughs> what a show is about. It's like you make it more difficult. So take it away, Jojo. I, <laughs> you're the one who suggested this show. So dare, <laughs> if you please, to tell people what this show is about. Come on now. <clears throat> I, shall, I shall attempt to do, to, to, to do the thing. <clears throat> I shall attempt to do the thing. <laughs> so it stars uh, Elizabeth Moss, which we already discussed earlier, but it is about a woman who was brutally attacked and horrifically attacked and this attack left her in a sort of sort of state of shifting reality um and it's kind of a question about how this is happening but years after it happens and she's kind of been living with this uh she discovers that there was a recent murder and it's been linked to her assault her personal assault 
And so she decides to team up with the veteran reporter to uh, try and understand what's going on with her present because it's changing so much and then try to get some more in insight into what's going on in her past. And uh, Elizabeth Moss is an executive producer on this as well as Leonardo DiCaprio, which I thought was kind of an interesting little tidbit. That's it, right? That's that's it. That's that's, that's it. about that's, that's about how much we can go into details in in this one. Yeah. <laughs> so, what what do you make of this show, George? Well, how do you, you know? Why do you like this show? Uh, I I think because it's well, I mean, it is science fiction, and we 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 did kind of talk about maybe we'd done a little too much science fiction lately, but I, I feel like this is sort of a, a different kind of science fiction it's kind of it's sort of elevated not that i'm saying uh, science fiction is is low uh, you know entertainment yeah. or anything like that that's not quite what not I mean. at all. i'm just saying that this one is 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 a little more a little more uh, cerebral a little more thought provoking a little more thought has gone into it than you would maybe expect of sci-fi if you're just thinking of you know like plain old sci-fi and I, I also think that Elizabeth Moss is particularly compelling in this and I do really enjoy the 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 sort of aspect of it of the of the not quite sure of, of what is real the the question of reality and the, the you know the ultimate question of reality. So I, I just I, I think it's beautifully produced, which is a big deal for me. I like to see things that are that are, are that are that look look good, and are edited well and all that good stuff. And uh, I just it, it it ticks a lot of boxes for being for me for being smart for looking good for for being very interesting. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I think over the past few shows that we've talked about. And coincidentally, we've been we've been focusing for some reason on on shows that are, you know, have have a sci-fi appeal to it. We have talked about how there are some elements of 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 drama and in this case thriller that mm -hmm. is being inserted into sci-fi in a way that the science fiction portion almost becomes something that is lurking in the background and it doesn't take that much of your attention until it becomes that and so this is one of the shows and the crazy thing is Jojo for me when I really realized that there was a science fiction take on this it took me by surprise because I think I was like in the fourth or fifth episode when I realized, oh, so this is it. Oh, and that to me is is smart. Is smart mm -hmm. because, yeah. again, I, I think I, I, as I said to you before, you know, we we reviewed the show Pieces of Her, which of course wasn't a science fiction show at all, but we reviewed that show, and part of the thing that we discussed that we didn't like about it is the fact that it had. It could have been edited better in the sense that it over-explained pretty much everything about the plot to a point where it almost assumed that 
you know, people who are going to be watching this are too moronic to figure things out without us explaining it to them, explaining it to them. And so it, it, it became like tedious and long and too, too much explanation. Whereas this show, on the other hand, they surprise you and they don't dwell on the scenes and on the situations that are surprising, but rather they would they would prefer that you finish the episode and then go and reflect on it and say, oh, so this is what's happening, or pause it for fuck's sake, <laughs> you know, and say, yeah. ah, so this is what's happening. What did I just, just see? And how can I explain this to myself? And so this cannot be this, but rather that, and let's continue watching and see if I'm right or I'm wrong. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. That's this this show does not, in my opinion, fall into a, a bad habit of over explaining anything, and but at the same time, doesn't, in my opinion, hide things from you that you need to know. So, like I was saying before, you know, it doesn't like throw something at you from left field that you couldn't that you're like that makes no sense why would that suddenly happen if that makes I, I don't know yeah but um yeah it's it's like the pieces are all there and the show is trusting you to be smart enough to put them together exactly exactly and in you know the surprises aren't things that are going to blow your mind where you're going to actually question as you say the timeline and and in what in how this makes sense and or fits in the story it has been there all along. Again, they are giving you the confidence to go out there and explore it for yourself. And 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 that's to me, you know, that's the kind of show that I that that I like. You mentioned the in in French they talk about this more as a, a realization. The realization, not in a in a way of finding out, but like the the mise en scène, the putting things together for this show. And how beautiful it is, how well executed it is, how meticulous it is. Everything about the show is looks like they took their time to do to take every step, uh, from production to filming to editing to casting to reenacting the era. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I, and I love that about it. I love that about any show that, that, that takes their time and, and works really hard to get the details right. Because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm particular about that. And I think that it's nice to have, to have filmmakers, series makers, TV makers respect the details of things and, and not be like, ah, that doesn't matter, but be like, no, that, that matters. That's, that's part of the story. You know, that what we're telling is, is a visual medium. So let's, let's get the visuals as good as we can. Let's get the continuity as good as we can. Let's, let's get this in, in story wise, let's get the writing as tight as we possibly can, because we're, this is a medium that's incorporating everything, sound, visuals, spoken word written word so it's 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 important it all has to work together and i mean i've been thinking about this in a way that maybe just just as a matter of of trying to explain it to myself and I, i'm gonna pose this question to you and see what you think do you think though that this kind of meticulous production 
is also part of a, you know, knowing Apple, knowing how they value aesthetics. Do you think that this might well be the seal of approval or, or the standard of Apple TV Plus in saying, we are going to buy into this, but you have to produce this to the highest quality possible. All the details have to hit the mark in order for, for us to, to, to put our our you know our seal to it is that is that something you you can because like that seems to be the case with every apple tv plus even the most uninteresting show that apple may have when you go and watch it it's like yeah i'm not you know it's not my favorite show but damn the visuals damn the the continuity as you said the editing wow you know everything seemed to fall into place you know in a way that it's it's almost high standard. I mean, you know, you and I, we more so you than myself. I'm I'm always worried about linguistics and stuff. But you you on the other hand, take into account what can be seen. You know, as a person who has you know worked with with the continuity part of of filmmaking, and I mean, we've seen giants miss the mark on every level. You know, from yeah. from the Starbucks cup in <laughs> and in Game of Thrones <laughs> to you know people speaking French that have no idea what the fuck they're saying, or, or <laughs> you know, hiring a Trinidadian to 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 speak like a Jamaican and shit, like you know, all of these things. But I don't see that happen with with Apple TV Plus shows, and I, I wonder if that is their standard uh, coming in. I, I would think that that if it's if it's not, it's an awfully strange coincidence because um, you know they they do have the reputation, especially before uh, you know before Steve Jobs died, um, that everything went through this extremely rigorous testing period and everything had to be perfect and everything had to do this and everything had to do that. And I, and I know I'm speaking of their electronics product, but I mean, I think that that would be a, a big part of just the culture of the company. So I would see that they would absolutely be like, yeah, we're, we'll produce this, but you know, it has to be to this standard, you know, you have to use this kind of, of, of we, we want our special effects to come from this company, or we want our sound editing to come from these guys. Cause we know they're good. We want, you know, our, if you're going to hire a, a, you know, a, a score, I mean, uh, someone to write the musical score. We want them to, we want them from this stable of people because we know that they're good. So I could see them completely laying down the law on, on something and being like, no, it's, it's going to be like this or otherwise bye. <laughs> Cause we're going to pay for it. Yeah. We're going to pay for you to do it. So we should have the right and the ability to say this, but you know, creatively we understand that you want to do this and we'll fully right. support you. Right. But, but, but we also have a standard of technicality that we need you to follow. Yeah, I mean, maybe it is possible that we are giving Apple way more, way more credit than they they probably have or whatever. But like I've I've thought about it that that way because of what I see, you know. And I think also part of the part of the appeal of this is that there are something that 
might not be as interesting as a right up your alley type of situation. But on the other hand, because of the quality of production and stuff, you might want to watch it just to, you know, just to see where it goes. Even if in the end, like there's a couple of stuff that M. Night Shyamalan has done for Apple that I don't particularly feel incredibly appealing, but I've watched them at least one or two episodes and say, damn, that, this is this is fine stuff. I don't like it, but this is good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think also going back to Coda is a great example of that because not only was that a critic's darling and favorite, it was it's also very much respected and held in esteem in that community, in the deaf yes. community. And and you know, the the children of deaf adults who are like, yeah, that's that's how it is. They got it right. And so I think that that speaks volumes, obviously, of course, to the writer of the story, but also to the production company in supporting them and saying, yes, let's get this right. Yes. Let's hire somebody who, if you don't know how this would go down, let's hire somebody that would, that we, that we can respect their opinion and believe their, their story or their, their interpretation of how this would go down. And I, I think that's great. Right. So let me ask you a question, Junior, because I've I've thought about it, and I know that you do way more research in in the topics that we <laughs> that we address than I do. Is the is Shining Girls? Does that come from a book or or any particular uh, story in in a in a you know in a different genre or category? So it, it, it is a, a book. It is based on a book. It was a murder mystery written in 2013 by an author by the name of Lauren Bucus. And uh, it's a very, from everything I read, I have not read the book myself, but it's a very, I don't believe it was a bestseller or anything like that, but it was a very beloved mystery novel for, for, for the hardcore mystery fans. And uh, I, I don't, know how much this follows the book because like I said I haven't read the book but I do think that uh from from what I understand the the people who have read the book of course for them it's never going to be as good as the book because that's just how it goes but they aren't unhappy with it like they aren't ready to (laughs) to go storm the castle gates or anything like that they're like yeah this is the best the best that you could do with 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 how fantastic this book is, because like I said, from what I understand, this is a very beloved book in the in the murder mystery reading community. The creativity on this is is insane, and I if it if it is as you say for a book, I don't know how I don't know how it, it never became a bestseller. But on the other hand, it wasn't about werewolves and vampires and shit. I mean, yeah. And yeah, very, very true. <laughs> you know, little flying wizards and shit like that. So I can see. I can see that. So uh, very, very true. And it, <laughs> the um the author is South African. Uh she's she's not an American writer. So I think that I'm not sure if that's, you know, part of not being on the New York Times bestselling list or whatever, but or just the fact that it's a, a little more thought provoking than your typical, because I I think a lot of people think of mystery novels or thriller novels as like beach reads, and, and they'll buy them for for that reason. And I I think that's a great disservice because I think some of the greatest books that have ever been written can fall into that genre. But 
uh, if if I think that in the modern the modern interpretation of it is that it should just be a very simple, as I said, beach read, something that you just kind of kick back and don't have to think about very much. But if you get something that's a little more thought provoking, then I, I don't think that the people who've picked it up thinking it's a beach read are going to be happy. Yeah, too bad for them. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So um, there is not a lot that we can talk about these series without giving it away. And it's a it's a very fine line to walk because we try as much as we can to not spoil anything for for folks that listen to our to our podcast. Even though I personally don't believe in in spoil, like there's no explanation that you can give me that will make me not watch something because oh, George already told me what it's all about. I don't I don't believe in that. And like I have to see for myself. Because it could be, as you said, as you said before, it could be that we 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 seen we've seen two different shows and you know, yeah, or two yeah, different exactly. movies, yeah, right. Our our life experiences and our expectations of things definitely color what we see. So exactly, and so so, but but with this one, because it everything that happens in this show centers on a perpetrator and his victims, and why things are happening the way they happen. And to sort of like explain why things happen the way it happens, you have to see for yourself, because just going into detail will give you a major clue that we feel it would be unfair for us to give you this clue Whereas we had to bust our asses for five episodes to find out exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I also think too, that the series does such a beautiful job of um, explaining itself as you're watching it, that I feel like trying to explain it is kind of like um, over explaining it, kind of like, yeah. like becoming the, 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 um, the Tony Collette show. The pieces of her type of thing. Yeah, yeah pieces of her. Yeah, I feel like we would be Tony. We would be pieces of her in it. And yeah. I, I don't. I don't think that's fair to it. But. I love how you managed to make but, a verb out of that. But that's you know, you are pieces of her in it. Why do you have to pieces of her everything? Huh? How dare you pieces of her it? I, I think we need to make that a thing. I think we should make. Hey, that man, a thing. I'm loving it. It's a, a running gag. <laughs> <laughs> Without piecing of her in it, I would just like to say. I think people but, are going to forget the show they talked about. Let's go watch pieces of her. Hey. <laughs> but I, I think with this series, the, the, the best quote unquote advice that I could give is if, if you feel like giving up, please don't. Yeah. Because it. it Things are happening for a reason, and and the show is, <laughs> the show is 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 trying to uh, to help you think. And but at the same time, if if you are not into that, and you absolutely do not want to have to think at all, perhaps this is not the show yeah. for you. But but if you if you do, if you enjoy a good story, if you enjoy not having everything hand fed to you and having to think about it a little bit. Just, just give it the show a chance because it, 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 it makes sense as it, go, as it goes along. It gets it, the pieces fall together. 
And I think the part of the technique that they use that I actually enjoy is the fact that they lead you to believe at some point that there's a major plot hole. And then all of a sudden, you're like, okay, so that wasn't a plot hole as well. That's what's going on here. Again, and it feels, it almost feels like, like somebody gave you flashlights and, and an axe and, you know, a, a, a knapsack and say, hey man, go explore this and tell me what you find. Uh, I, I kind of know what you're going to find, but mm -hmm. you come back and tell me. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's, just, it's, just, yeah. it's just an adventure in itself, this show. You know? Yeah. So That's, good. That's a good description. I like it. I like it, too. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Pat on the back. You, you deserve a pat on the back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good job. Y'all should see my face right now. Like, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the cast, which is not... It looks like there's a lot of people in the show, but the cast itself, the main cast, is not a lot of it's not a lot of people at all. It's, it consists of six people. Uh, yep. So Jojo, take us to the cast. Like we have Kirby Misrahi, Elizabeth Moss, right? Mm-hmm. And Jojo and I had a whole conversation about what. You know what I think of Elizabeth Moss. I'm I'm a fan. You know, I love her acting, and I will bring myself to watch everything she's she's in, because I can expect a certain level of quality there. But there's something piercing in her eyes and in her smile that kind of creeps me out. Mm -hmm. Don't know what it is. But when she looks into the camera. I want to run away. <laughs> Seriously. Somebody should help me because I, I think I might need help in that in that <laughs> respect. Because she's the only person that has that effect on me. Like, so, there's something kind of scary about her for me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it is and I, I can't explain it. So... But she is brilliant, 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 absolutely brilliant on this one, isn't it? Yeah, she is. She really is. I, I, I see an Emmy in her future. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's, that's right. I think everything she does, she deserves an Emmy. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she gets, she gets. I'm not sure how many she's won, but it, she does get nominated quite consistently if she's in something. Yeah, I mean, she she had uh, a guest starring role on The West Wing, and I think she was nominated for an Emmy. I don't know if she won it, but I think she was nominated for an Emmy. And on Mad Men, I think she got a couple of Emmys. I think so, yeah. And on Handmaid's Tale, she's always nominated, of course, as, as deserved. You know, very yeah. well deserved, so... And on this one, I can't. I can't imagine why they would pass on her. She is. Yeah. Whew. She is dope. She's insane. Uh, and her counterpart on this, playing Dan Velasquez, is one of my favorite actors, uh, Wagner Moura, who is, if you remember, the first iteration of the series Narcos, Wagner Moura played. Pablo Escobar on Narcos and uh, he is from Brazil which is kind of weird in the sense that 
Vernamora always ends up playing uh, Hispanic characters, <laughs> whereas he's a, he's a he's a Latino but not Hispanic, and weirdly enough, he's playing Don Velasquez. He speaks Portuguese to his son in the show, right? And his English has gotten so much better, and his Spanish has gotten way much better. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is a dude that a couple of shows ago, you could feel an accent on both sides of those two languages. When he, if you watch Narcos, and you heard him imitating the Colombian accent of Pablo Escobar, he sounded like a Brazilian dude speaking Spanish. <laughs> and he did a great job, by the way, doing the accent, because there's, you know, but but you could you could you could get that little bit of Portuguese out of his accent in Spanish. On this one, there are some scenes where he goes to a bar and in the bar, the way he communicates with the the owner or the, the, the person that tends the bar is in a Mexican Spanish version and is perfect. Like absolutely great. And then when he's home he speaks Portuguese to his son. So it's a bit it's a bit confusing what is Don Velasquez, you know, here. But <laughs> it's a credit to Wagner Mora. He's 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 a fantastic yeah. actor, you know. Yeah. He he was in the movie too, the little movie we reviewed. It's been a while ago, but um I, the Wasp I, I wanted Network. to get Yes, yes. Yes. I think I think it deserves more attention than it got. God. So I Yeah. I've recommended this movie to a couple of people and they've all come back and said to me, "Mate, this is fantastic. When mm -hmm. did this come out? And why did like I'm like I'm not sure America wanted that to be seen." <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably the answer to that. I'm serious, so. man. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. This is like one where where a small little country outsmarted the fuck out of America's intelligence. So I'm not sure that was a very flattering thing to to a, a very flattering movie to do. Jamie Bell, I have a problem with this dude, and I think you know what the problem is. <laughs> I do, <laughs> and I agree with you. Oh my god. Oh my god! I agree with you with the problem. So yeah, Harper Curtis uh, is what is the character he plays. Is the bad dude here? Jamie Bell is great. He is charmingly scary, if that's mm -hmm. a thing. Mm -hmm. You have enough reasons to be scared of him, but at the same time, the guy is mad charming. And sometimes you want to be friends with him. It's like I would hang out with this dude. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 He was in he was in the 2011 adaptation of Jane Eyre and he played a character on there that I have always wanted to talk to somebody about. <laughs> so if you haven't read Jane Eyre, Graham, I'd love for you to read it so we can talk about this particular character. His name is Sinjin Rivers and it's he, he's a fascinating just a very, very fascinating character in the book, Jane Eyre. And uh, in the adaptation, of course, the adaptation is never as good as the book, but he plays a very, very, very excellent version of this character, Sinjin Rivers, who is this, 
I don't know how to describe him, but he's almost like a, a, a psychopath or a sociopath for, for what he thinks is good. Right. It's, it's, he's, he's a very interesting character and I've always wanted to just, and I've never found anybody who had read the book that I could talk to the character about. But anyway, my point being, he did a fantastic job with this character and, and I think he's a great, he's, he's really good at, at sort of creepy, creepy folks. That, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Cause here, here he, he navigates these roles really, really carefully. And one of the yes. things that I like the most about him is he, in, in, in the different eras, he's a different kind of creepy. He's a different, yes. I don't know how to describe it. It's just like, yes, it's like almost as if he was able to adapt to the epoch in which he, he circulates, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, um, uh, yeah. 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 He's yeah. good. He's, he's, he's British. <laughs> um, we've said this before, like, uh, there's a, there's a lot of, there's quite a few British people in this, in this show. Uh, I mean, in the background, Philippa so is mm-hmm. there too. And uh, I like this character, the brainiac Dr. Jeannie. You know, you know, yeah. she, she, I think she's, she became prominent by being on Hamilton, but she's got a hell of a future in films. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah. She is, she really, she really, really is good. She, she's good. It's a, it's a, it's a very, uh, a character that starts like in the background, but every time it was his bit on, on the show, you, you were, you were captivated and you wanted more. That's the way I felt uh, mm-hmm. about her character. And her count- mm-hmm. encounter with Harper is one of the most intriguing parts of the show in, in every way. Either way you see it, when you see it, you're like, I don't know if this is what's to come, if this, this is happening, what's going on, but she, she nails it. She nails it. She's very, very, very good. I agree. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Amy Brenneman as the mother of uh, of Kirby. This this lady, she looks like somebody I've 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 seen in a lot of things. Right? There's something and she always plays these characters that are like either some sort of high powered female detective or whatever or Mm-hmm. Or a hippie-minded person with the long skirts mm-hmm. and shit like that. Like, she navigates those two characters really well. <laughs> <laughs> she does. You're right. You're right. And she looks a little bit like what's her name? Monica from Friends, without without the surgery. Oh yes, yes. Um, Courtney, I forgot her Courtney, name. Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she does. You're right. It's like what Monica would look like, what Courtney Cox would look like if she didn't go through all, the, all that nonsense in her face. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Chris Chalk is Marcus, who may be or may not be the husband of Kirby. <laughs> uh, Chris Chalk is an incredible character actor. You can see him in, in almost everything since, I want to say maybe since the early 2000s. And he gets he gets a lot of work, and his characters, even though they are you know, in the group characters, he manages always to do something 
with them. And I think if you want to prove that to yourself, go to HBO Max and watch the latest iteration of uh, Perry Mason. He's on this. Yes, yes. Opposite to as Matthew Reese, and, and they are fantastic together. And here also, he is a compelling, compelling, compelling character. What do you say? Yes, yes, yes. He he is a very high quality actor. You know, he he was in When They See Us. Yes. He is he's uh, he was in Underground. He's was in Newsroom. You know, he, he's been in so many fantastic things, and he's he always brings it to the table. So he he's a great actor. Yeah, he really he, is. He's, he's this dude that doesn't need to be uh, built like the you know. Uh, starring or co-starring mm -hmm. whatever character he takes on it's like you are compelled to look at this character and to to listen to what this character has to say and yeah. and it, it's, it's it's a great actor who who can do that you know yeah um really is anybody else you can think of K karen rodriguez yeah karen rodriguez played um uh julia yeah yeah, she's she has a very short uh, listing for her. Yeah, um, you know, I saw her and I'm like, what she, what has she been on? And I couldn't really find a lot, but she is, she's really good on this one. And for for a character that is mostly referred to as already dead, <laughs> the few times that she was on screen, she was great. Like that first encounter. You know, with Harper, when she said, don't touch me, you know, I was yeah. like, damn. It wasn't like, hey, man, stop. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah. you. Don't do not do me like that, you know what I mean? So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's, there's not much that I really can say. This is a series that will get you involved right away. You have seven episodes to go after, and if by the time you listen to this episode of our podcast it's already Friday then you'll have the season finale included too um, yes so what you can do is go ahead binge watch the top the the first seven episodes so you can catch up with the season finale uh next week uh this week yep. right Julia? that's right that's right all right then here's what we're going to do we we're done with this right we're gonna call it a day okay and uh, But before we go, we would like to let you know that there are ways you can connect with us on social media. You will find Jojo exclusively on Instagram as... KNS co-host. The KNS co-host. No, there's no the. I'm just, I just said that myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also the voice of, uh, of, our, of our YouTube channel yes. monthly uh what's what's going to be streaming so yes you can listen to my dulcet tones discuss hey man they're getting it they're getting used to this voice right here you know what i mean so yes oh god jojo is the the voice of the yeah, of the voice. youtube channel and two three days ago we have already posted what's streaming for the month of june so if you haven't seen yes. it go ahead go to kicking and streaming podcast channel on youtube watch it tell us what we miss what you think about yes. it share it subscribe and yeah man it's it's 
it's dope as hell. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's a lot of stuff to, to go through for June. And as Graham said, let us know if what we missed or didn't miss and what you're looking forward to. Cause, uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun little package to put together and, uh, it's, it's good watching. June was jam packed, dude. Like <laughs> June was jam packed and there's a lot of good shows coming. So yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to a couple of them. Um, Me too. On kickinginstrumentpodcast.com is where you can get uh, this podcast and also you can determine where is best for you to listen. We know that, of course, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, blah, blah, blah. But there's a ton shit of other apps that you can find us on. Choose your favorite and uh, just make us your favorite. And every Tuesday, we'll be on your podcast app waiting for you, right? That's right. That's right. And then, for me, and for the Jojo, we are going to call it a day today, people. Yeah? Yeah. Have a beautiful day, everyone. You folks, be cool. Bye. Thank you for listening to Kicking and Streaming Podcast. If you found value in our content, please subscribe and share. We would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast. So please rate us by writing a quick review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group.